Today is the 17th of October, 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. If you're joining us for the first time, please let me say welcome and thank you for listening in. But let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of a mixture of prayer, scripture and music. It's easy, it's simple, you'll pick it up as we go along. We always start each episode with our opening prayer. So let's come before God and let's pray, shall we? Blessed Lord, you are the King of heaven and earth. All of heaven sings your glory. You do wonders on earth and you do wonders in heaven and so we seek the work of your hands as we gather as a virtual community today. Accept our prayers, Lord, in Jesus' name. Do not forsake us as we strive to live our lives in honor of you. Father, we have gathered in your presence. So come down today and allow us to feel your presence. As we continue today, Lord, we want to feel your great power and light. So today let us encounter you in a new way. Bless us in our lives. And may we find everlasting joy in and through you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we go back to the books of Kings and Chronicles. And we read about King Manasseh and King Amon. And we begin the epistle of James. We'll see you on the other side. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Father, speak to us today. Open our hearts and minds to the message that you would have us hear in these words that we listen to and that I read. 
Father, speak to us as we go from here into a day filled with people and lives and chaos. Remind us, Lord, that you are in control and that you have called us to be your children. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the New International Version. And we begin with 2 Kings 21. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 55 years. His mother's name was Hephzibah. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the detestable practices of the nations that the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah had destroyed. He also erected altars to Baal and made an Asherah pole, as Ahab, king of Israel, had done. He bowed down to all the starry hosts and worshipped them. He built altars in the temple of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, In Jerusalem I will put my name. In the two courts of the temple of the Lord he built altars to all the starry hosts. He sacrificed his own son in the fire, practiced divination, sought omens and consulted mediums and spiritists. He did much evil in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger. He took the carved Asherah pole which he'd made and put it in the temple, of which the Lord had said to David and to his son David, In this temple and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. I will not again make the feet of the Israelites wander from the land I gave to their ancestors, if only they will be careful to do everything I commanded them, and will keep the whole law that my servant Moses gave them. But the people did not listen. Manasseh led them astray so that they did more evil than the nations the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. The Lord said through his servants, the prophets, Manasseh, king of Judah, has committed these detestable sins. He has done more evil than the Amorites who preceded him, and has led Judah into sin with his idols. Therefore this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I am going to bring such disaster on Jerusalem and Judah, that the ears of everyone who hears of it will tingle. I will stretch out over Jerusalem the measuring line used against Samaria and the plumb line used against the house of Ahab. I will wipe out Jerusalem as one wipes a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. I will forsake the remnant of my inheritance and give them into the hands of the enemies. They will be looted and plundered by all their enemies. They have done evil in my eyes and have aroused my anger from the day their ancestors came out of Egypt until this day. Moreover, Manasseh also shed so much innocent blood that he filled Jerusalem from end to end, besides the sin that he'd caused Judah to commit, so they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. As for the other events of Manasseh's reign, and all he did, including the sin he committed, are they not written in the books of the annals of the kings of Judah? Manasseh rested with his ancestors and was buried in his palace garden, the Garden of Uzzah. And his son, Ammon, succeeded him as king. Ammon was twenty-two years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem two years. His mother's name was Meshulamath, daughter of Haruz. She was from Jotba. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord as his father Manasseh had done. He followed completely the ways of his father worshipped the idols his father had worshipped and bowing down before them. He forsook the Lord, the God of his ancestors, and did not walk in obedience to him. Ammon's officials conspired against him and assassinated the king in his palace. 
Then the people of the land killed all who'd plotted against King Ammon, and they made Josiah his son king in his place. As for the other events of Ammon's reign, and what he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? He was buried in his tomb in the garden of Uzzah, and Josiah his son succeeded him as king. 2 Chronicles 33 Manasseh was twelve years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem fifty-five years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the detestable practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah demolished. He also erected altars to the Baals and made Asherah poles. He bowed down to all the starry hosts and worshipped them. He built altars in the temple of the Lord, which the Lord had said, My name will remain in Jerusalem forever. In both courts of the temple of the Lord he built altars to all the starry hosts. He sacrificed his children in the fire in the valley of Ben-Hinnom, practiced divination and witchcraft, sought omens, and consulted mediums and spiritists. He did much evil in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger. He took the image he had made and put it in God's temple, of which God had said to David and to his son Solomon, In this temple and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. I will not again make the feet of the Israelites leave the land I assigned to your ancestors, if only they will be careful to do everything I commanded them concerning the laws, decrees, and regulations given through Moses. But Manasseh led Judah and the people of Jerusalem astray, so they did more evil than the nations the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. The Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they paid no attention. So the Lord brought against them the army commanders of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh prisoner, put a hook in his nose, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. In his distress he sought the favor of the Lord his God, and humbled himself greatly before the God of his ancestors. And when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea, so he brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord is God. Afterward he rebuilt the outer wall of the city of David, west of the Gion Spring in the valley, as far as the entrance of the fish gate, and encircling the hill of Ophel he also made it much higher. He stationed military commanders in all the fortified cities in Judah. He got rid of the foreign gods, and removed the image from the temple of the Lord, as well as all the altars he'd built on the temple hill and in Jerusalem, and he threw them out of the city. Then he restored the altar of the Lord, and sacrificed fellowship offerings and thank offerings on it, and told Judah to serve the Lord, the God of Israel. The people, however, continued to sacrifice at the high places, but only to the Lord their God. The other events of Manasseh's reign, including his prayer to his God, and the words the seer spoke to him in the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, are written in the annals of the kings of Israel. His prayer, and how God was moved by his entreaty, as well as all his sins and unfaithfulness, and the sites where he built high places and set up Asherah poles and idols before he humbled himself. All of these are written in the records of the seers. Manasseh rested with his ancestors and was buried in his palace, and Ammon his son succeeded him as king. Ammon was twenty-two years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem two years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord as his father Manasseh had done. Ammon worshipped, and offered sacrifices to all the idols Manasseh made. 
But unlike his father Manasseh, he did not humble himself before the Lord. Ammon increased his guilt. Ammon's official conspired against him and assassinated him in the palace. Then the people of the land killed all who'd plotted against King Ammon, and they made Josiah his son king in his place. James 1 James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered throughout the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching wind and withers the plant. Its blossom fails and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the words of truth that we might be a kind of firstfruits of all he created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forget what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in all they do. Those who consider themselves righteous and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues, deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. Look after widows and orphans in their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Psalm 149 Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of his faithful people. 
Let Israel rejoice in their Maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their King. Let them praise His name with dancing and make music to Him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in His people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let His faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is to the glory of all his faithful people. Praise the Lord. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after the music, we're going to say our prayers for the day. Before we say our prayers for today, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray with you and you really do want to pray with you, then please drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, they're all there in the show notes. So check the show notes for contact details. There are links there. 
If you click the links, they'll take you to wherever we need to go. And today I'd really appreciate it if we can remember a young man by the name of Tim. Anyway, let's pray. Jesus, the hope of all who trust you, the power of all who serve you, the wisdom of all who follow you, the uniter of all who worship you, give us light today. Fill us with strength and boldness according to your promises that we might reach our needy nation with your love. We humbly acknowledge our weakness and failure, but our eyes are fixed on you. Fulfill your purposes and plans that your name may be honoured in our land, Lord. Father, thank you that in a world of despair you are our hope. In a world of darkness you are our light. In a world of sorrow you are our joy. So help us to share the hope of our hearts with one another. Enable us to give hope to others through your work among us. Use us to transform our nation and spread your hope to every corner of this world. May our land flourish by the preaching of your word and the praising of your name. Holy God, our only hope is in you. We thank you for the past, trust you for today and believe for the future, that all your promises will come to pass that we can rest forever in your love. Amen. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us, now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.